Welcome to the Flourish Heights podcast, made for women by women. I'm your host, Valerie Adjamine, women's health dietitian and the founder of Flourish Heights. To be empowered in health starts with a true connection with your body. Together, we are breaking through topics surrounding periods, women's nutrition, body awareness, self-care, and much more. Let's flourish and be the best version of ourselves. A few weeks ago on the Flourish Heights Instagram account, we shared a post from our girl chat that said, spoiler alert, cranberry juice will not cure your UTI. And it got a little attention or maybe I'll say a lot of attention. I mean, the people were were ready to attack. Let's just say that. And okay, maybe I'm exaggerating, but y'all know how social media is. You can say the sky is blue and people are literally ready to cuss you out. (laughs) So in this post, I went on to explain that, you know, it may help reduce the risk of getting a UTI as some studies did find that drinking unsweetened cranberry juice or cranberry pills may prevent UTIs in women who are at risk for these infections. I also went on to explain that it just doesn't work for everyone, which is really true because, I mean, our bodies are complicated and UTIs can get very complicated. And depending on just one food to cure or treat without seeing your healthcare provider is really just not the best way to go. Well, in my opinion. Anyway, we had a lot of folks DMing us, sharing their experiences, you know, dealing with UTIs. And we did a poll on whether we should bring this topic to the Flourish Heights podcast, which nearly 200 people said yes. So here we are. So my question is, have you ever experienced a UTI? I did some research and learned about 8.1 million people see a doctor each year um, about a UTI and majority are women. From what some of you had shared, it can be really uncomfortable, um, super painful, annoying. So my team and I searched long and hard to find a female urologist. So basically, they are physicians who specialize in the genitourinary tract. I think I said that right. Good news is we found one, Dr. Malik, who is super bomb. And I had the pleasure of speaking with her and she gave me all the tea on UTIs. Oh, and I also brought up your burning questions about cranberries. So you're really going to love this episode. Dr. Malik is a urologist specializing in reconstructive urology. She's the assistant professor of surgery in the division of urology and the director of female pelvic medicine at the University of Maryland School of Medicine. She is regularly featured by media outlets such as U.S. News and World Report and was awarded top doctor two years in a row by Baltimore Magazine. Y'all ready? I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoy it. Hey, Dr. Malik, thank you so much for being our first special guest on our show. I'm so happy to have you here to talk with us about something that is so common in women, UTIs. This has been a very hot topic in our community for the past few weeks, so I was super excited to reach out to you as I know you have a lot of things to share with us today. But first, people want to know who you are, so tell us who Dr. Malik is, what you do as a urologist. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So I'm Rena Malik. I am a urologist that is basically a medical and surgical doctor of the genitourinary tract. So I take care of things that involve the kidneys, the tubes that drain the kidneys, the ureters, the bladder, um, and the genitals for both men and women. I've done a 
specialty fellowship in female pelvic medicine and reconstructive surgery. So for your audience, I do a lot of recurrent bladder infections, um, prolapse, urinary incontinence or leakage and things of that nature, overactive bladder as well as another big thing that I do. So basically you guys, we got the best of the best as you heard already. And we're so excited to have um, Dr. Malik here once again. So each year, Dr. Malik, I mean, I've heard this from the American Urological Association. There's about 8.1 million people um, who see a doctor about a urinary tract infection, which majority are women. And I'm sure you see this quite a lot, you know, in your practice. So first of all, for those who don't know what uh, UTI or urinary tract infection is, it is what is it? So yeah, it's an infection that affects the lining of the bladder or the wall of the bladder. It's commonly called called a UTI, bladder infection, cystitis. Mm -hmm. Those are all common terms that can be interchanged. And uh, so you can typically see those with symptoms that include going to the bathroom more often than usual. And once you get to the bathroom, kind of not having a lot of urine come out, having some pain with urination, people often describe it as like a burning pain, having urgency, like the sense of gotta go, gotta go. And oftentimes some super pubic or pain in the lower part of the belly where your bladder sits uh, can also be a symptom of a bladder infection. Lots of signs and symptoms, basically really annoying, super painful and uncomfortable. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So upon just some of the research that I was doing, I am, um, I found like a couple different types. So is there one that's more common than others? Um, do you see, you know, different types uh, most of the time? Well, so when you look at infections, they are based on, you know, what the organism is, the bacteria that causes the infection. The most common is something called E. coli. And then when you look at recurring infections, there are different types of recurring infections. And those can be those that are persistent, meaning you're getting the same bacteria over and over again, that same organism, or they're recurrent or recurring, but there's different organisms each time. And typically we define those as three infections in the course of 12 months or two in the course of six months. And then within this whole thing, there's also uh, where it's localized to. So it can be localized in the bladder, like I said, cystitis, or sometimes people can have flank pain or upper back pain, and that can be pyelonephritis or infection that involves the kidney as well. That's so those are lots of different things. Yeah, it's like, it can get really, it can be more um, on the less severe side and like get really, 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 really complicated. I mean, that that's pretty insane. And so um, earlier I heard you mention like pain with urination um, and, you know, just like the burning sensation. Um, and so are there any other signs and symptoms to be on the lookout for is, and obviously this is something to be concerned about, but is, you know, when is it not, not concerning? I guess you can talk about both, both of them. Yeah, so typically the most common symptom is pain with urination. That's kind of very indicative of a potential infection. It doesn't always mean that it's an infection, but certainly if it doesn't go away after drinking some more fluids, then you may be concerned that it's it's an infection. Um, other symptoms, like I said, you can have pain in the lower part of your belly or just you're going a lot more than usual. Sometimes people will even leak more than usual, so they'll have accidents that they normally don't. And when you should be concerned is when these things aren't getting better. 
and they're getting okay. potentially worse. But if you're just concerned because maybe your urine smells funny or looks cloudy or looks dark, but you're having no other symptoms, don't worry. There's a lot of different things that can cause those symptoms. So it can be what you ate, how much you're drinking. And so just usually drinking more fluids, water specifically, can clear those problems up. Dehydration, definitely. <laughs> That's something that we all deal with in our own, um, you know, various experiences and such. A lot of what the clients I have do not drink a lot of water. And I'm like, how does your urine normally look? Oh yeah, you're right. It's pretty, pretty dark most of the time. Um, and so now when, when is the right time to see a doctor? Um, because you mentioned like, if it doesn't get any better, um, after you just drink, you know, a lot of water, is this like over, you know, a day or two days? Like when, when is, when do I say, okay, like I need to go to the doctor and I need to go now. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of, I think you can rest assured that if you wait a couple of days, it's not, it's very unlikely to go up into your kidneys and create fevers and chills. But certainly if you're having fevers, chills, or kidney pain or pain in like your upper back, then you should absolutely not wait and go see a doctor. If it's limited to your bladder and you're having pain with urination, but you're otherwise feeling fine, you can wait it out a little bit and drink more fluids. And about 46%, almost half of people can self clear out that bacteria with just drinking more fluids. And so you might just get better on your own. But if it's going not going away, it's really bothering you, you can't go to work because of it, or you're limited in your, you know, the things that you can do because of it, then don't wait, go see a doctor. Yeah. So basically I heard if it's like affecting your day-to-day activities and it's really like becoming dreadful at that point, that's when you need to go and see your doctor. Um, Now, am I coming to see like a urologist or, I mean, am I going to my primary care? Like what is the best, like, how do, how do I go about that? Yeah, the best thing is to go to your primary care doctor. And if you don't have a primary care, you can go to an urgent care center. Luckily, there are a lot of those around, which makes it a little bit easier than going to the emergency room where there's a lot of people with a lot of more serious problems that get put ahead of you and can have a long wait. So definitely see your primary care doctor. If you find that you're having infections more frequently, as I mentioned, like three in a year or more than two in six months, that might be a reason to see a urologist to make sure there's no other cause of the bladder infections. Got it. Okay, guys. So don't go to a urologist like right away. <laughs> go to your primary care physician. Um, and then if you need to go to urgent care, whatever you got to do, but you know, wait a little bit. If it's something that's, you know, coming a little bit more regularly, that's when you go and find Dr. Malik. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got it. Okay. Thanks for that. Now I usually hear that antibiotics or, um, I mean, they're commonly used to treat UTIs. Now, is there a downside to that? I know it can be pretty harsh on the gut. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So antibiotics, there are definitely side effects with different types of antibiotics, but the large majority of people tolerate them pretty well. Yeah. You can have a little bit of GI distress, um, which can be kind of nausea or or stomach pain, things like that. But really the big concern for me as a urologist is that if you're getting antibiotics, you don't need them. So making sure that you truly have an infection before you get antibiotics, because a lot of people can have symptoms and not actually have a bladder infection. And when you're getting antibiotics over and over and over again, that can lead to getting what we call resistant organisms. So those little bacteria that form, they then become resistant or they don't they don't get treated by the same antibiotics that they did before. And so then if you go through all the oral medications, at some point you can need an IV or intravenous medications. And that's, you know, definitely more involved. So we don't want that to happen. And we want to make sure that you're getting antibiotics only when you need to. 
only when you need to. Yeah, that was, um, that was really good. It reminds me of this comment that someone made on a post. So a couple of weeks ago, um, we shared a post on Instagram um, and it read, spoiler alert, cranberry juice will not cure your UTI. So it got a little attention on the gram. And I further went to explain that, you know, it may help reduce the risk of getting a, a UTI as, um, you know, some studies found that drinking unsweetened cranberry juice or cranberry pills may, emphasis on the may, prevent UTIs in women um, you know, who are at risk for these types of infections. So I also went to, um, explain even more, just saying that it doesn't work for everyone. Um, I always recommend seeing your doctor before, you know, trying out any supplements. And, um, I, I wasn't saying like, okay, you, you have to like, or you can't drink cranberry juice or you can't take cranberry supplements, but just depending on like one food to cure or treat like your symptoms or whatever the case is without consulting your provide your provider just may not be the, the best way to go. I mean, as you mentioned already, Dr. Malik, like UTIs can get really, really complicated. Our bodies are all different. So it just really depends. Um, and so I, I wanted to kind of hear your take on just cranberries and UTIs in general, but I remember, um, there was a comment that we got from Instagram. I'm going to read it to you. Um, someone had actually commented, I once felt a UTI coming on. So I chugged an entire bottle of unsweetened cranberry juice throughout my shift. Um, after that day, I didn't have any more symptoms and never needed to go to the doctor. Um, and she also went on to say, I'm not saying this is scientific evidence, just saying it, um, it worked that one time. And I also had someone else say, I had cranberry pills work faster than antibiotics and they don't have any harmful side effects. Antibiotics um, can leave you with a yeast infection since they're killing all the good bacteria. Um, and so she's just going on. Then I had someone else say, I'm just kind of reading you these comments because you know how social media <laughs> can get. Um, and so somebody else mentioned, um, I despise taking antibiotics, but I would rather avoid a worsening condition. I had a kidney infection and it was horrible. So while I wish I could fight a UTI naturally, I, I still go to the doctor to avoid any problems. And she was responding to what one of the other comments, um, had said. So, um, based on everything I just said, <laughs> what is, what is your take on, um, cranberries, uh, cranberry juice, cranberry supplements and UTIs, you know, what does the research say about it? Um, from your perspective, is it more of a preventative measure? The floor is yours. <laughs> yeah. So let, I actually have a video coming out on this on my YouTube channel that will go into a lot of detail about this, but I'll give you the, the short, short of it is that cranberry juice in and of itself, like the one you get over the counter is probably not going to do anything. You need to have a certain amount of what's called proanthocyanidines, which is the active ingredient in cranberry to actually have any any effect on the UTIs. And what these do is they actually bind to the bacteria so they cannot attach to the bladder wall. They, uh, they prevent them from adhesing or sticking to the bladder wall and then you just pee the bacteria out. But you do need, like I said, this 36 milligrams of PACs and you can't get that from your regular cranberry juice. You can sometimes get enough from the concentrated 100% pure cranberry juice, which is very not palatable. Um, or you could Super find tart yeah, and just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you can find capsules with that amount of 
PACs in them. And you do want to make sure that it's in the soluble form or the form that the body can, can actually use and for this, for this purpose. So when you're doing this, you know, it, it is for prevention and not for treatment. When people will drink a lot of cranberry juice, they're also drinking a lot of fluid. And so right. they may self-treat that UTI. Um, and there's no data to suggest that it, it treats, but there is data to suggest that a, a cranberry supplement with 36 milligrams of PACs that is in a soluble form works just as well as taking an antibiotic once a day to prevent, to prevent UTIs. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Okay. So I, I, I love that you mentioned all of that. I mean, um, do you have any like special stories or, you know, anything that your clients have, you know, experienced, um, when it comes to cranberries, uh, and yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I offer it to all, all my patients. I think that sometimes the supplements are expensive. Uh, if you get the right supplement, the ones over the counter, they don't, they may say they have enough, but they really, when you look at pharmacologic data of those particular supplements don't have enough of the PACs in them. So you have to get them from specialized online dealers. And so with those, when they use them, they really do get benefits and they're, you know, infection free. A lot of people do get benefit from it. Um, Of course, it's not universal. Not everyone is going to get benefit from it. We don't know, you know, exactly which bacteria are more receptive to cranberry and which are not, but a lot of people do get benefit. And like, like that poster said, there's very little side effect. And if you can spend a dollar a day to keep an infection away. If you're someone who's getting UTIs all the time, it's worth it for those people. Right. And so can you go back to sharing um, a few tips on selecting the right supplements? Because I mean, you already know the supplement industry right now is just a hot mess. <laughs> I, can, I can go on and on and that'll be another episode probably. But um, what, what should people look for when they're selecting the right cranberry supplement? It's really, really hard. I will say, so you want to look for that 36 milligrams of proanthocyanidines. You want to make sure that it's made from a soluble form, which is like the cranberry juice extract or the powder and that they're not, they kind of tell you whole cranberry product. And that's not actually, they're giving you like the stems and the, the skin of the cranberry okay. and that's not effective. So those are the things I can recommend that you look for, but even beyond that, people will get confused. It's hard because there's so many on the market. So talk to your urologist and, and get a good recommendation from them. Okay. That's, that's really great advice. Thank you for sharing that. Yes, guys, a lot of marketing gimmicks out there, a lot of catchy phrases and, you know, labels on the the product that will try to get you. So um, the best thing to always do is talk to your provider. They can give you the best recommendation possible. And that would, you know, probably work for you. Um, And so in addition to, you know, that when we're talking about, um, you know, preventative measures, um, what are some other tips to prevent a UTI? I mean, we hear countless times when it comes to, you know, sex, pee after sex, um, you mentioned drinking a lot of fluid, but are there any other, um, maybe it's natural or just hygienic practices to take note of? Yeah. So peeing after sex, interestingly, hasn't shown in studies to benefit, but it's really harmless. So you might as well just do it. Um, but we always hear that. Oh my goodness. It's like, you know, just pee after sex. You'll, you're fine. You'll be fine. Like that's crazy. Despite that, some people will continue to have, uh, UTIs 
every time after sex. And that is not something that's wrong with you. That's not something that's wrong with your partner. He didn't give it to you or, you know, it's not, these are the big misconceptions I see or people feel like they're really, really dirty, which you are not, mm. you are not. That is not why you're getting UTI. So stop like aggressively washing yourself or douching or any of that stuff. It's not going to help. But the things that do help, uh, so drinking fluids actually has been shown. So they did a study where they added one and a half liters of fluid a day to whatever people were drinking. And they found that it reduced the incidence of UTIs by 46%. Oh, that's so big. Just drinking water, but you have to drink a lot of it, will reduce your infection rate. Cranberry tablets have also been shown to be helpful, as we talked about. Um, and then the other thing I recommend, if you're perimenopausal or postmenopausal, estrogen topically in the vagina can help. And the reason that works is because once you lose estrogen, like you go through menopause, the pH of your vagina becomes less acidic. It's normally an acidic environment. Oh. And so that keeps bacteria away and keeps good natural bacteria present in the, in the vagina. And so actually adding the vaginal estrogen, either in a cream form, a suppository or a ring form can actually re-acidify the vagina and then help you prevent UTIs. Oh, those are really good tips. Um, and I'm so happy you said the, um, the tip about like not douching because a yeah. lot of women, <laughs> um, do douche, but big no, no. I've heard it from so many providers. Um, or just like the, what about like your thoughts on like the feminine hygiene sprays? Um, is it because it, it just, it can irritate probably like the urethra? Is that like the, well, the main so reason can, why? So it can change the pH of the okay. vagina. And so that can create problems as we've just mentioned, can put you at a higher risk for getting UTIs. It can put you at risk for getting yeast infections. And so these are all things that, you know, you don't see this from men, right? They're not, they're not marketing like male cleansing, ball cleansing things, right? <laughs> but they're doing it to women because they're trying to make, you know, money off this feeling that women are dirty or something, right? Or need to clean better uh, down here. The vagina yeah. is a self-cleaning oven. You don't need to do anything. Just soapy water, let it run down and that's it. Don't put anything up there. Just let it do its natural thing. Self-cleansing. Yes, 100% true. How about um, like the underwear, like certain underwears? Um, is there like a, a better version, you know, to help like, lower the chances of getting UTIs? So it's usually not UTIs, it's, it's symptoms that you're getting. So we call, we call this vulvar hygiene, things mm -hmm. that can irritate your vulva or the outside of your vagina. And that can create symptoms that are just like a UTI. So if you're somebody who's like, oh, I always feel like I have a UTI, it's always painful. And it might be that your tissues are really sensitive. And so things that can help with that are not doing any of these douching or hygiene things. Just don't overwash, let soapy water run down and using cotton underwears rather than anything else that okay. can create kind of more of a warm environment. Um, and then just sensitive soaps and sensitive detergents when you wash your clothes and those things can all help. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, one thing a lot of people do is um, they hold in urine, you know, and so they don't maybe like go right away when they feel like they have to, like they have that urge. Um, and so a lot of us are working from home, super busy, many responsibilities, just trying to get through the day. And like some people put that on the bottom of the priority list. Like, okay, I'm going to pee like in the next couple of hours, like I'll be fine. Now, what are your thoughts on that? Does that um, increase your risks of getting a UTI? 
Yeah. So if you continually hold for like years and years and years, oh, like years. We have, you know, we have people who were like, you know, as little kids, you didn't want to go to the bathroom during school. Mm-hmm. And then that became a habit and you, you continue to hold. And like, we do it. I do it as a physician, right? We are busy all the time. We don't go to the bathroom enough, but if you are getting bladder infections, you're not emptying that urine quickly enough. And so that bacteria has more time. It's like food for the bacteria to, to connect to the bladder wall. So for most people, it's probably not going to be an issue, but for some people, if you're holding all the time, it can create this problem where you're allowing bacteria to build up in your urine. Um, and your bladder squeeze in, in very extreme circumstances, your bladder can squeeze less strongly and then you cannot empty as well when you go to the bathroom and that can create its own host of problems. So I don't recommend holding. I recommend listen to your body when you need to go, go to the bathroom and you know allow yourself to empty your bladder. Listening to your body is so important and it's constantly speaking to us. I talk about this quite a lot um, on our in our community and I love that. When you got to go, just go. <laughs> you know, we're always trying to like take so much control of what like our body is trying to do. But you guys, if you got to go, you got to go. Okay. So what is the worst case, um, I guess, of a UTI you've seen in your practice? Well, I see a lot of bad cases. <laughs> and okay. so I don't want to scare anybody, but I have seen people who get very resistant bacterial infections after getting mm. multiple infections and then need to get IV antibiotics oh, every no. time they get an infection. So they have to get hospitalized. And, you know, my worst case scenario was someone whose bladder just could not like, no matter what we did, could not clear out the infection and ultimately had to get a surgery and get her bladder removed. But that was, you know, like one in 10 years I've seen. Uh, So you're, you know, it's, it's extremely rare, but yes. I should see my face right now. (laughs) (laughs) Ladder remove, then, oh my goodness. Like how do they like urinate then? I'm sure there's a lot of like refining um, like the organs or whatever you got to do to yeah, we have get to things out. New, yeah, we have to make a new way for them to empty their, their urine because the urine will still be made from the kidney. So we make a little stoma that they, that they urinate into a bag on the outside. Okay. So yeah. it's like a colostomy, that kind of thing, but it's like for urine. urine. Yeah. Right. Okay. Wow. Learning lots today, guys. I am learning a lot. <laughs> I don't want to scare you guys though. That is extremely, extremely rare. <laughs> it's too late, Dr. Malik. It's too late. Um, okay. So what is one thing you want women to know about, um, you know, UTIs? Like if there was one thing you want women to know about UTIs, what would it be? I, I would say just don't suffer, find someone who listens to you, who cares about you and, and make sure you're getting treated for true UTIs. I will tell you the number of women I see who say they've had UTIs and they actually have pelvic floor dysfunction, other, other problems that are causing these symptoms is so high. And so once they get treatment for that, they're they're better. And so there's, there's other things that could cause your symptoms. So make sure that you're getting your urine checked with the urine culture, make sure you're, you know, really thinking about other things and seeing your doctor, if you keep getting UTIs and just don't suffer, just, just come in and see us. No need to suffer when in doubt, see a specialist, do what you got to do. It's for your own good. And, you know, we'll help you thrive and flourish in your, in your wellness journey. And, and with that, we always, you know, like to end the show with, you know, how do you flourish? So Dr. Malik, I would love to, for you to answer that question. How do you flourish? 
Yeah, I, I, it's all about family for me. I have a wonderful supportive spouse and two amazing children and I'm very blessed and they, uh, they are my everything and they keep me going day to day and support me in all my endeavors and I support them. So I love that family time is the best time. It is the best time. Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening to our episode on all things UTIs. You guys are the ones that asked for it. So thank you for, you know, pushing this topic. I I learned quite a lot today. So I hope you guys did too. Um, I'll be linking Dr. Malik's information in the show notes so you can keep up with her. And if you also enjoyed this episode, support the Flourish Heights podcast by leaving a five-star rating and a comment, subscribe and share with a friend, please. And thank you. All right, y'all. I'll catch you later. And until next time, keep flourishing.